All right, uh, let's record today's podcast episode. Welcome back to another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. Now, normally on Sundays, we release one-on-one interviews with industry-leading creatives, but this quarantine shit is really fucking everything up. Uh, we want to respect the social distancing rules and stay away from each other. Uh, so for the time being, we present to you our new segment called Quarantine and Chill. Each episode, I call up three different creative homies to see how they're holding up during this lockdown and see if we can squeeze some tips and advice out of them to give back to all of you. All right, let's stop playing this fucking song so I can get a little bit more serious and introduce today's guest. Darren, drop that beat. First up, we have Greg Noir. Greg is from Houston, Texas, and is known for his work photographing major festivals such as Coachella, ACL Festival, Lollapalooza, along with major brands and artists, and he's even toured with Childish Gambino as his personal photographer. Today, we talk about all the jobs that he had canceled on him due to the virus, how he's been killing time in quarantine, and some great tips for those who are interested in shooting festivals. Next, we have the legendary artist Kai based out of LA. Kai's work is recognized all over the world and has collaborated with many major brands, artists, and celebrities. In this interview, he talks about the ways he's shifting his team management while quarantined, how taking his first ever vacation recently changed his perception on how he will operate as an artist moving forward. If you work in or with a team, this episode is for you. Lastly, we have director and editor Jordan Wazi, best known for directing music videos for artists like Machine Gun Kelly and the Chainsmokers. Today, we talk about the editing process behind his latest project for Kygo featuring Tyga, how he attacks his edits, and how to collaborate with clients to get the best product. Each section is about 20 minutes, so please sit back, enjoy these conversations, and if you want to support Black Window Cream Podcast, please text a direct link to this episode to anyone that you think will find this shit helpful. That helps us spread the word. It means everything to us. Um, and if this is your first time tuning into the Black Window Cream Podcast, you are probably wondering, what the fuck is Black Window Cream? Great question. Black Window Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time this has ever happened. Greg Noir, blesses the Black Window Cream podcast for the first time. It's a long time in the making, dude. I'm pumped. Know, How you man. feeling, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Sorry this took so long, man. It's a long right. time coming. I think every time you've ever came to LA, you're like, I'm here. Or I see it on your Twitter. I'm here. And I'm like, yo, give me one. Give me one and a half hours. That's all I need. Hop on the podcast. We try to set it up and it never falls through. I'm like, damn. Yeah, so that's usually my fault. The last time, though, I legit had food poisoning, which is crazy. That's that's totally And I crazy. still had to work. So. That's, that's crazy. I think the first time we tried to do it was like right the day after I shot the first uh, Beyonce thing at Coachella. And you were oh. like staying nearby. We were like, yeah, let's do it. And the next day I was just like, I couldn't Can't, function. Not, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't function. Yo, but how are you, man? I know. All right. So like for people who don't know, if you were to ask me who Greg is, and when I tell people about concert photography, I say the best person that could ever do it, in my opinion, is you. All right. That's, that's, I put that shit on you. And it's funny how I found you because it was mad random uh, through like Instagram forever ago. I met some uh-huh. random dude named Greg who was a photographer with like Scissor. I don't know if you remember this shit. Some dude met me at Made in America. Another dude named Greg? Yeah, it was like some dude named Greg and I was like, damn, I wanted to look him up and hit him up because I met him on our bus. 
and I messaged you, I think. I should scroll back and check, but I was like, yo, were you just with Sizzle? And you're like, nah, I'm in Texas, but I did just shoot her somewhere or some shit. And I was like, all right. And I like followed you. <laughs> so I, I just mistaked Wait, okay. you. Yeah, so I followed you. But bro, your work is through the roof crazy. Um, and I can imagine it's completely, obviously it's everything in festival, the festival scene and anyone who works within the festival scene and, and just shooting people in general, it's completely stopped. So how's this shit mm-hmm. been for you? Um, it's been... <laughs> It's been kind of crazy because I legit don't know the next time I'm going to pick up my camera and and do actual paid work. Um, Like literally every single festival for the year, except for Lollapalooza, which is in August, I believe, and and a few others have been canceled. And it's like every week was another one coming out back to back to back to back to back. And on top of that, besides just festivals, just like other gigs, like more, you know, high paying things like things that like seriously pay the bills have also been mixed. And that started with South by Southwest. Man. I had about five, six gigs uh, booked and just straight up canceled. And that was, it was a really good payday. Right. And, but, but thank God I have a, a decent savings now because if, if it wasn't for me actually saving and me having like a few big gigs at the, the front of the year, as well as some at the end, uh, last year, then I'd be totally screwed. So right. thank God for savings because <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd be a bad situation. Yeah, I, I'm the same way, man. I'm so glad that we, and even Dave too, um, he was just stacking up jobs over, all throughout January. It was like constant work so that we could get to a good spot and then we could focus on some black window cream stuff. And mm-hmm. when it hit, it was like, damn, man, that's the benefit of putting money away and being able to understand like the value of an emergency fund because this is a for real emergency. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the key, man. Without a savings, like we'd be. Can I cuss on this? Yeah, all day. I, okay, I can't stop sort of sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I was I was watching your intro for uh, for the the actual podcast. It's fucking amazing. Oh, thank <laughs> you, bro. I, I was gonna tweet out like I appreciate how much you curse on it. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, dude. I, I I was just I talked to uh to Canon the other day, and they were like, we were talking about trying to find a way to work with Black and Cream, and and the first the only thing she was like, yeah, there's just that one. Thing. You, and I was like, I already know. I'm cussing. She's like, yeah, it's like you say fuck in the intro and, and that might, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, you guys got to figure though. it out. It's really good. Yeah, no, thank you, bro. Um, no, nah, so I didn't even, yeah, well, I did think about this because when um, me and Dave were talking about it, we were coming up with examples and thinking about how this affects the creative community in general. For you, it is, we do know South by Southwest, you could be shooting not just shows, but multiple showcases for brands. And yeah. those, like you're saying, those pay the, you know, That was big most bags. of it. That was the, the bulk of it was like, I don't want to name drop any any sure. of the brands, but it was, they were like pretty pretty huge brands that had me booked like back to back to back to back, and then I had two two music showcases, which is usually the reverse. It's usually me mostly shooting music, and then I have like a few you know major uh, events to shoot in between. But uh, this year was totally different, man. Um, but yeah, that's so when you lot. when you, when you started kind of noticing it, uh, is that blues shirt? Oh yeah, fire! Nice. Yeah, or just for were, were you one of the people that kept DMing him and asking him, "When's it gonna shoot?" No, When's never. <laughs> no, that's the homie. I would never. I know, right? It was, it was pre-orders. It was like, chill I'm out. like, chill. yeah. I saw it every day. I'm like, man, this guy's just, and he's one of those dudes that reads all the comments too. So I'm like, he's just beating himself yeah. up. Let me <laughs> talk yeah, to him. Um, but so when you started realizing it, you know, how did you pivot? Where obviously, I don't know if you do it where you have like cancellation fees and shit like that to recoup any funds from those jobs that are lost. But I mean, we're all in the same boat. It's like, yeah, we get it. There's no 
it's just canned. Everything's. Stopped. I mean, that'd be a, that'd be a great thing to have in a contract, but uh, for these specific ones, they're like so last minute that that wasn't even something that I thought about because I was like, uh, I don't know that's going to happen. Yeah. Why would it? Yeah, exactly. But th- thankfully, uh, one of the events just they're paying the entire thing in full. Haven't haven't received the check for that yet, but they're wow. paying the entire fee for that show because you know such like a lot of people made last minute plans for uh travel as well as lodging and things like that so that's money that they can't recoup right so they're just they just shelled out the entire fee for everybody uh from production to everybody who was working the event yeah is getting paid for that and i saw you that's super cool you had tweeted something about how you've actually enjoyed like the downtime of being able to uh kick it with your family and and relax a little bit i love i love not doing anything yeah so being able to not do anything with my family is like the goal because it's like wake up in the morning, do dad stuff, uh, right. <laughs> put them to sleep, do more dad stuff. And then it's just like, do nothing with your wife. Yeah. She goes to sleep and then it's just do nothing right. <laughs> by myself. Right. I, I, I love like, I, I love video games. I love movies. I, I, love, what... <laughs> I, I mean, I have my switch right here <laughs> playing animal crossing. <laughs> You put this, you put this, I was dying laughing. I'm like, that's every person, yo. Like I'm, I'm caught all night. I'm just like, uh. it's the truth, man. So it's been like me getting off a little bit of, uh, like creative ideas that I've had. Like, um, I'm working on some merch. Um, oh, no. that's, uh, and I've been, I've been trying to do this for years. I just hadn't thought of like a cool enough idea, but I got with the homie, uh, Dewey Sanders, Saunders, Sanders, Saunders. I don't know. Anyways, super talented. Uh, look him up. I uh, when I uh, I don't know if you saw me do uh, or post that tweet or excuse me, my uh, a post on the Instagram feed of a book that I did just yeah. for the for the office for the office. Um, but the logo was done by the guy. I'm oh, fire! To, yeah, the logo sick. Uh, yeah, and that's that's a portion of the bigger thing that's going to be a part of the merch. So um, I just did. Uh, I just purchased uh, a bulk order for hoodies. Oh, fire! And, uh, so once that comes in and it's, and it's safe to like push those out and get them printed, I'm doing a few customized things to, to, I don't want to spoil it, but right, it, right. It's, it's something I'm super, super excited about. So, well, uh, and it's cool. It's like a cool collective thing for people who are really like fans of your work, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, you know, people are interested in it. <laughs> I think, I think it's a really cool design. Yeah. They're going to be. So then with the book too, is that, um, cause you made that as like a, just for your office, but are you thinking about trying to roll out some of your work in, in book format? I am, I am thinking about it. It's just like, uh, first of all, I, I, it wasn't, this isn't just like, I wasn't posting that on the feed to see if people were interested in it. It was legit. Like, I'm so excited about this right. body of work, like this tangible body of work that I yeah, can yeah. hold in my hand. Right. And the way it came out was just, it was fucking beautiful. So I was like, I gotta show, I gotta show this off on the feed, not the stories, because you know I want to, I yeah, want people to actually one. view this and not disappear in twenty four hours. And uh, the the feedback I got from it was just like, yo, people are like really, really interested in it. So I was like, okay, let me see if I can take some steps to see if this is something I can actually sell. But there's so much red tape with selling right. images from festivals and artists, and you have to get clearances from multiple parties. So yeah. there's so much red tape that I had to clear before that can be a thing, but there's a lot of stuff that I've shot, um, you know, that isn't part of a festival that I can possibly like include in that, but it, it would just like kind of change the entire mood of what I put together. Like the, like the first page, 
I don't want to get into like, (laughs) but I I, I can believe it. We had to do it with, we just did a live stream last week with um, Justin Bieber's team. And it was like jumping through hoops to try to be able Mm. just to talk about a music video shoot. You know what I mean? Just to get the clearance. Cause it's someone like that. Makes sense. Yeah. You're at a festival you're dealing with not only the artist, but then the festival has their own boundaries that they try to protect Mm -hmm. and deal with and all that stuff. So I can see that, but that would be really cool if you could find a way to, to make it happen. Like people are going to go bananas for that. Yeah. Waiting for a few updates, but, uh, I'm, I'm like 40% hope, like confident that it, it can be a thing. I'm not confident at all. Actually, <laughs> okay. I was like, 40%. I'm just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of low, man, <laughs> but it'll come, so, man. It'll come. But you just, yeah, I guess yeah. you got to put in that, the legwork. But, uh, when you, when you see this kind of stuff happen around you and you realize like jobs obviously are stopping you for in, in no time soon, is there any events besides the Olympics and like, 2022 or whatever other than that like it sounds like everyone's just stopping because no one knows what's going to happen how are do you are you doing anything in the meantime to like kind of shift are you just comfortable right now that you're kind of like all right let's just kind of ride this out for a couple weeks and see what they're predicting um before i try to figure out like alternative ways to do my photography it's a shame but i'm not being proactive at all right now i've just kind of been taking this downtime to just you know just relax it's just been a whole relaxation moment for me. Like I, right. I'm so used to like traveling nonstop and, you know, not being with my family for days upon sometimes weeks. Like when it's, when it's Coachella, that's like two weeks when I was on right. tour, that was longer. So, uh, I'm kind of just been like relaxing. And I think now that it's kind of setting in that this might be a, a, a bigger thing that once what we initially perceived, it's time to like start getting on and see what I can do to, you know, have at least like passive income coming in instead of yeah. just like dipping into my savings every time I got to go to the groceries and shit like that. Right. But, um, um, yeah, but right now it's, it's just, it's chill season. Right. Yeah. Take advantage of it, man. <laughs> Until further notice. What's the percentage um, of uh, during a regular non-quarantine non-virus uh, life that we used to live? What would been like percentage wise travel versus time that you're home? Cause a lot of the stuff you don't shoot is like, you don't shoot a lot of your stuff in Texas. Do you like you usually traveling <laughs> out for it? I don't get it's It's, it sucks, but I don't really get work in Houston. Right. Like it's, it's, it's slim to none that I have a job here. So it's, was that uh, Travis Scott event? Probably the only one <laughs> was that I was, with Netflix. Yeah, pretty much. And, Every now and then an agency will reach out because Houston is becoming like a hotspot because you have like artists like Meg Stallion, Travis Scott, obviously Don Tolliver and a few others that are like kind of building it up here. Um, And uh, like agents and plus besides like on the music scene, uh, Houston is the number one consumer of number one, number two consumer of Nike products and or Jordans. So because of that, like, yeah, like Nike's like doing a lot of stuff here and that's bringing other brands here because it's like bringing more exposure on the city. But, uh, agencies are catching wind of that and they're having more and more events here, but it's not, it's not enough. Like Mm -hmm. if I was only working, uh, doing jobs from Houston, I, I would be broke or I would just like do, I'd be doing, I'd be like, I don't know, in marketing or some, some right. shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'd say sometimes it's, it, it, it could be like a, an entire week or a week and a half where I'm gone. And then I come back, I'm, I'm back home for the weekend. And then in other situations, it's like weekend, 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 weekend. So during the week I'm like at home chilling right. and then the weekend it's like, I'm gone. That's how, that's how it is 
mostly during festival season but every now and then you have like a big like corporate event that i have to shoot that's during the week and then sometimes it's like you can you either can go home for a day and a half or you can uh just go straight to that gig and have off days and then start the event uh like a few days later right i usually opt to just go home for a day and a half right. and then and then shoot back out like i remember a few years ago <laughs> this is that someone's calling stop it <laughs> i don't Dog, it's the worst when someone calls you and your and your MacBook starts ringing too. Like a that's what I, I didn't know where it was coming from. I was like, because I, I have my I have my uh, iPad and my iMac <laughs> and my <laughs> so I was like, Not all but of them. um, um, there was a situation a few years ago when uh, <clears throat> very last minute I was working Coachella and I had already been out there for two weeks mm-hmm. and I got hit up by somebody and they're like, hey, uh, we want you to shoot Fire Festival. <laughs> oh shit. I wish you would have gone. I did go. You did go? You yes. went? I mean, from yeah, the, I was, I, I was from one the, of the photographers for Fire Festival. Oh my God. So it was, it was, and, and by the way, I was very sick because uh, it was my first time shooting Coachella and I wasn't prepared. Right. So I had Coachella on because I didn't have a, like a bandana or anything yeah. like guarding the dust from my face. And I was very sick. So um, I, I shot Coachella after weekend two. Um, came back home just to pack a bag and I got right back on a flight to Florida then to the Bahamas. And it was like, first of all, my wife hated me. Cause for it that. Went? Yeah. Just but when she, when she like, found out it was canceled, she was like, Oh, right. She's like, ha ha. Yeah. That was a, ha ha. Come on. <laughs> Man. So did you, uh, did you get any of your work in the, uh, in any of the documentaries that came out about it? Did they use any of your There was phone? no work. <laughs> But I mean, like you didn't shoot anything no of like the trash shit. Like I'd be like, damn, this is something. So, right so the thing, like we were on like a separate, like island from where all the the bullshit oh. was happening. We were, <laughs> we were on. So we went from uh, a cruise ship, randomly. Don't know why we were there, but we went from a cruise ship to an all inclusive resort. Right. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, from the resort, we're supposed to go. We're supposed to have like a production meeting on the actual island i right. think if my memory serves me right but we didn't go there at all we're the the production meeting or production kept getting pushed back because we weren't like something was happening so they're like okay we can't do it today we gotta do it tomorrow oh can't do it today we gotta do it the next day and then it was like okay we're just gonna meet up the day of and then we'll just like go from there and then i remember <laughs> i remember the morning <laughs> This is hilarious that you were a part of history, man. That's history right there. <laughs> Festival history. Bad morning history. what? But uh, the morning of, you know, as uh, children of the internet, first thing we do is when we wake up in the morning, just check Instagram or check Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I, I opened up Twitter that day and I saw that uh, Fire Festival was trending and I was like, oh, people must be really excited <laughs> about this. and then i hit the hashtag and i was like oh no damn <laughs> this is bad so That's um crazy so you know of course like in the group chats like screenshots are going around they're like okay it's time to meet up and uh we found out that oh, i forgot whoever the dude was right the, the main guy he pulled his card so we had to we had to leave immediately and they weren't even going to pay for our flights back we were just we we're just going to be fucked but what? thank God the the agency uh, uh, DS Projects they they 
put the they basically put the bill and they send us all back home wherever we need to go they pay for the flight so thank god for them because if not i mean we would have been wow <laughs> man still be there <laughs> that is insane bro well yeah. shit that'll never happen again i feel like everyone <laughs> everyone's gonna no, do well, anything that. i know that uh i almost went to um what was that festival that uh woodstock like it was like the 50 oh, year or yeah. whatever the Jay Z was headlining that one. Yeah, so I was supposed to go with him, and then I slowly I kept seeing the same thing happen where I'd be like, investors backed out, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, are we going to this anymore? Or what's the deal? <laughs> like, what's up with this shit? That lineup was crazy, though. That's why I didn't believe it. Like, when someone sent it to me, I was like, nah. this isn't happening. Like, this, there's no way that this is going to happen. That's crazy. You're right. <laughs> um, no, so, okay. So, everything's pivoting. You, you know, you're kind of taking this time to relax. What have been some of the things that you've been doing in your downtime outside of like just the normal family to do list and and obviously no photography right now that you've been doing to kill time? Is there anything you could suggest to people that are listening to uh, take advantage of the time with? Um, I think it's 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 smart to reach out to people you've already been working with just to make sure that you know just to reach out see how they are and and let them know that you're still interested in working with with them whenever this clears up. You know, maintain familiarity just so that whenever this stuff picks back up that they won't like, you'll be at the front of their mind. Right. So uh, besides that, I, it's, I think it's always smart to reach out to people you haven't worked with that you're still willing to work with or still been meaning to work with. Like back in the day, um, I used to make sure I hit somebody new every single day, not on some opportunistic shit, but on some like, hey, I'm super interested in working with you. Here's my body of work. How can we, you know, make something work to where like I'm either shooting a show for you or working with you on uh, on multiple events or whatever. So uh, I used to get on LinkedIn and search for like events that I really wanted to shoot, find the contact that I wanted to to work with, and then send them an email. It's it was, it was damn near like a like a cold call, but it's like, right. but it's like it's not like on some uh, okay. Let me just throw some shit out the wall and see what sticks. It's like, right. I re- I'm very passionate about shooting this specific artist or this specific event or yada, yada, yada. So I would, I would do my due diligence and search either LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram, whatever, Google, find that contact that I needed. And I would send them an email and it's not like a can response type thing. It's like, Hey, this is me. I'm, I'm interested in shooting X, Y, and Z. And then I would also include like, uh, the actual photos in the body of the email instead of sending them a link. That way, a lot of people, they don't read the emails, right? right? But if you have like beautiful images within the body, then they can just, they'll see the images first. And they'll be like, yeah, oh, what the hell? let me see what he's talking about. Right. right? Because if it's just words and a link, uh, who cares? Yeah. But if you see images with that, then it's like, okay, let me see. This guy must be, you know, about something for real. No, that's, but, that's a good, that's a good tactic to, to stay in touch um, and set yourself up. But yeah, I've also been going through and editing like some 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 photos that I totally overlooked. Like like when you're shooting festivals, sometimes you're shooting like thousands of photos like per day and you miss like some bangers because of like the speed of in which you have to work at a festival. It's like right. it's like go, 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 go. So I've been going through like this huge enclosure I have with I don't know how many terabytes. It's just like a crazy amount. So I've been looking through a lot of stuff and like re-editing uh re-editing and editing new stuff and like just adding that to my portfolio that's smooth um it's like <laughs> no one else to do man yeah right that's a good way to <laughs> kill some fucking time feed the people yeah. on uh, on instagram is it uh all right before you i know you have to get back to daddy duties um two questions i'm gonna <laughs> end this with one is are you gonna bring back your podcast are you gonna have you been toying around with yeah. that is, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. Up? actually uh 
me, me. So I have like a a, a new co-host. His name's uh, Tubo OG Danny Ocean on Instagram and Twitter, or whatever. Um, he he called me last night. And he was like, "Hey, let's talk about let's talk about this this shit that's been going on." And I also had like another another major topic that I want to discuss that I think most creators are uh, impacted by. I don't want to spoil it here, but I mean it's something sure. like super major. But it's like I think a lot of people would. Uh, get something back from the topic that uh, that I suggested to him. So Hell yes, yeah. we're okay, probably going to do something like maybe next week. Right. Um, because my my thing was, I record at a studio, and the studio is mm. like forty five minutes away. Right. So it's like, oh, I have to make that drive, and then yada yada yada. So with this, I think this quarantine has let me be more comfortable with with. Not for like it doesn't have to be perfect if you have like a message to get out, right? right. So, um, like I appreciate you doing this. Like usually you have people coming to the studio, but yeah. you you know reaching out to other creators like myself to do to to do this and like spread the message is is is, is a beautiful thing. So this is kind of like I I was talking to Tubo yesterday about doing the show today, and he was like we should do the podcast. Yeah, because, absolutely. Like there's there's I mean this. People know, are bored, bro. They want to consume. They they need it. Yeah, look at all those lives going on. People are super bored. It's crazy. I know. I was just watching Tory Lanez again right before this started, bro. He's he is a beast with this shit. Three hundred and some thousand people watching the stream yesterday. I'm like, that's unreal. Um, so all right, is that the one with with Drake on it? Yeah, Drake popped in and went all the way up to three hundred k. I was like, holy shit. shit. I didn't yeah, watch that. I know. Um, all right, but when we leave this, so for people who are you know getting in photography and have the opportunity to shoot at a festival or shoot at shoot for like a, a, a corporate event. What's some of the like tips or tactics you could leave them to make a great impression, not only on the client, but to, to kill the day, making sure they cover everything. Um, that's a good question. I'd say, um, a lot of times you go into like a photo pit and like the first thing that hits you is intimidation because you see all these other guys who are seasoned and, you know, sometimes photographers, they just, they're just dicks. I don't know what it is. They're just, yeah. they're just naturally assholes. So I think if you go into the men with the mentality of, I'm just going to focus on the subject and not worry about anything else, that'll help you a lot. And on top of that, social distancing inside of, <laughs> inside of a photo pit, is kind of the key thing because when you, when you're inside of a photo pit, most of the people, they gravitate to one side of the photo pit because that's where like, this is where the best lighting is or yada, yada, yada. Right. And then you'll see like 20 photographers on one side. And then the other side is just completely open. Right. I say always go to the side where there, where nobody is because eventually that performer is going to run to the other side of the stage and you're going to be the only person in the photo pit with that shot. Right. So, and then they're going to be running towards you when that person jumps yeah. off the stage and into the photo, into the photo pit and you're the only mm -hmm. person there with that shot. So, right. Um, and and also just just be a good person to work with like uh leave the, your ego at the door because a lot of the time um festivals and artists and whoever uh event coordinators uh production they'll take the most pleasant person to work with over the most talented so don't go in there thinking of this shit right. just go in there do the work be kind generous and you know you'll you'll get re, you'll get rebooked for that event uh, right. That's I think that's number one. Just don't don't be a dick. Right. <laughs> I love that's that. The, that's the key to life. It's a good I love that. No, that's great, man. <laughs> I think we were at when it was uh when I was there with B, SZA played 
the night before. I oh, think. Who's B? <laughs> you know, you heard about her from that age town. It's uh when I was when we were there the day before. I think SZA played, and so I was in the pit for that. But I literally wasn't planning on it, so I just had like my A7S2 and like a 16 to 35. So the worst <laughs> lens to have in a pit. But I was like, I'm just gonna get one shot and find a way to make it work. I think I snuck up into the thing and got a shot. But I, you were there shooting that, weren't you? Do you remember? Wait, which set was SZA? SZA when Coachella? Did she bring out Kendrick? <sighs> This is remember. at Coachella? Yeah, it's Coachella. Oh, it yeah, yeah. Like, she, yeah. yeah that, she brought out Kendrick. Yeah, but I, I think I remember cool you photos. going, yeah, because the setting was really dope with the, the lighting. Yeah. And um, I remember <laughs> watching dope. you because I was just kind of chilling in and, and I, I saw you go, there'd be like a mob in the center and then you'd be dipping out to the right or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing too because I was like, all right, cool. He, he figures this shit out. Because when they do run over, it is the rarity of like, uh, some artists favor a specific spot of the stage. Like they just yes, naturally they go, you know, yep. you naturally write with your right hand, you leave this one empty. So it's like yep. when they do go left, sometimes they bring up their energy 10 times because they realize they haven't talked to these fans for a second. You know what true, I mean? So true, you do, true. you do stand to like capture some really cool shit when you, when you spread yourself out. But yeah, some of those mm-hmm. photographers just post up, never want to move. They earn oh, that center spot. This is my spot. Don't touch it's me. It's so annoying, man. And the, the, the most annoying thing is like, when that performer jumps out to the photo pit and <clears throat> they're going out and touching hands, uh, photographers, they'll, they'll run after them. And right. I, I found out that it's better to like, kind of like hug the, the, the rail and just wait for them to come back instead of following them all the way back. Right. You gotta realize that they have to come back to the stage. Yeah. So if you just kind of like dip and, and like kind of hug the rail, you can just get them running back. Like you can get hands, right. like, uh, the artist touching hands and all that good stuff. And, and shooting from a low perspective is an even better shot. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to run after them and get tackled by security. You can right. just stay in one spot and wait for them to come back. No, I love that. Bro, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on this I appreciate you, man. chill this segment, awesome. man. Yeah, this was fun. Well, um, we need to, I need to get in the studio whenever this is all. Please, I'm, everyone's up. hearing it right now, okay? He made a promise. He'll be here. <laughs> Damn, I've heard it a million times. When's Greg getting on the podcast? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> no, we appreciate you, bro. Um, stay healthy and all that. All right, man. Take care, right. dude. Shout out to Greg for coming on the podcast today. We appreciate you, bro. All the links to follow him are going to be in the description below. So make sure to click that, throw him a follow, show him some love. Um, I want to say Kai's episode is next. We did have a lot of weird technical issues. We could not dial it in. First, it was like his AirPods and then we finally fixed that. And then there was just a bunch of noise. So like the first few minutes are kind of like got this stupid sound to it um, that we fought through and then we end up switching uh, to his computer mic instead so it gets a little bit better so sorry for all the noises everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong in this one but regardless Kai says some fire shit so it's worth sitting through Um, all right cool let's get into Kai's episode right now all right ladies and gentlemen we are now live with Kai you like that yeah it's good (laughs) how you doing dog good good and you how's everything uh, you know, everything is just nice and peachy. Uh, we switched up the, the way we've been doing this podcast. You know, normally it's on Sunday we do long interviews, and now we're doing these little bite-sized conversations with my friends. So I'm excited to have you on here because uh, I haven't talked to an artist like you yet. It's been a lot of video, photography, directing type shit, but uh, I think it'd be interesting to talk to you about stuff. Honestly, I got to tell you right now, Anytime someone asks me what my favorite Black Widow Cream interview I've ever done was, I tell them it's your interview. Thank you, man. That's awesome. The st- your story start to finish is fucking unreal. And, and I highly suggest if you haven't heard it, anyone that's listening to this, you check it out right now. But, yo, how have you been? Like, how's, how's all this COVID shit been, like, affecting you? I think, are you at your house right now or is this at your office? 
Yes, I'm home. Actually, yeah. I moved out of my personal house when I moved in with my parents. Oh, nice. Um, we decided as a family it was better for all of us to be together on lockdown than for us to be apart. Right. So I literally closed the studio, packed a big suitcase from my personal house, and then moved in back with my parents. So it's like a reverse effect on my whole life is happening. <laughs> so you're just back with the squad. So your your office yeah. is still there, and then you still yeah. have your house, and you're just quarantining with your family. Yeah. Nice. That's dope. Is uh, so the, yeah, has it been different having to adjust being around around the fam that often? Yeah, it's a uh, it's super different. It's you get used to the solidarity and the way of living independently, and then when you move back, it's as if I don't have a door. Like my dad comes in every like couple minutes. My mom, my sister is like, <laughs> right? I made them. a joke. Yeah, yeah. I keep making a joke like I should put a doorbell on on the door and see what happens. Right. <laughs> They, uh, is it with this quarantine, bro? All right. Like you do a majority of your work. You have a, like an office space, like a really cool office space, um, somewhere in LA and you do a majority of your work and building and designing and you have your team there. Um, and then you're also spend a majority of your time out in the streets and you're doing murals and, and you're traveling and, and doing installations like you did. I mean, you guys, the rolling loud one was amazing. I got to go to the LA rolling loud and see it in person. That thing was massive, bro. Yeah. It's everything that we're used to doing is different. So I'm used to going into the studio. I have five guys that work there full time. Um, I'm used to working on paintings, working on designs. We have like a little office where everyone works together. And this has kind of really been for my industry. I think, I, I think my industry is going to get hit the hardest for two reasons. One, um, the way that I work as an artist, everyone's under one roof. I supervise everything, I'm on top of everything. And because of that reason, I can do multiple projects at the same time. So I could do a rolling loud and then an art show, and then have a video content, then do a mural for like, um, for fun, then do a Justin Bieber music video. Like I can do all these different things because everyone's under one roof and I can, right. we can ex expedite things that usually take four or five days with other people. I can do it in like 12 hours most of the time. Mm. Like we got a, we got less than a 24 hour, um, notice when we did the Justin Bieber thing. God, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> you guys <laughs> put in work on that one. The video turned out crazy. If, uh, yeah, it's, was, and that's a huge piece. Yeah. It's uh 26 feet tall by 18 feet wide. So because it's such a small knit group and everyone's under one roof, I can, I can kind of, make sure that the team is working on certain things at certain times and expedite what usually would take a long time. Right. So I've lost that ability. I've lost the ability to expedite things across all different mediums. So I used to be able to do a mural, a couple paintings, um, video, all this different stuff in one week. Now I can, I have to pick one or two projects and really concentrate on them. Hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like it's got to be tough for your team too to try to have the normal communication that you guys usually have by being able to see hands on. Like what I know you talked about, we're using Zoom right now. The connection has been pretty trash today. We've had some struggles. Uh, hopefully, it's a little bit better right now. But uh, you talked about how you had like a meeting with your entire team this morning on Zoom. So you guys are using Zoom calls to like stay in touch and kind of what like keep the pace moving. 
so it's so all the guys that helped me physically i've had to tell them to stay home yeah and i'm paying them even though we're not working and that's just me trying to be you know a person in these hard times right so that was just a decision that i sat down with my team so i sat down with the whole team so there's guys that work on computers and there's guys that work physically and i sat down with the guys and i said look this is going to hit hard i have intel from our partners in china that we've worked with and they're telling me we should close Um, and they're warning me that what's happening right now in China is going to happen in the U.S. That we should be ready for it when it comes, and that we have to be careful because it doesn't just affect elderly people; it also affects people. It affects people of all ages. Right. So I called my family. I let them know like this is going to be something serious. We need to figure out what we want to do. Um, my dad is quote unquote a high risk person, and my brother is mid-level to high risk as well damn so um it was like a family thing we decided that we're gonna start like quote-unquote quarantining before most people even thought about it like we started doing it about five days before california and shut down holy shit um so i had to have a meeting with my team and say look this is about to get really real there's like i think at the time there was like eight or 15 cases in the u.s but I, I had intel from people, my guys in China at Yuhu telling me like, yo, this is serious. Right. Um, so I said, look, right now it doesn't seem serious and people are like, kind of like, oh, it's just Corona. Um, but we need to have a conversation because I'm gonna close the studio to keep you guys safe and to keep my family safe and your family safe. Because the studio is a place where we work, but it's also a place where people come to see me. Right. Like collaboration. Not only collaboration, like clients come, celebrities come, right. and celebrities are like the worst people you could see right now because <laughs> yeah. they're in contact with so many people um, that like they high five people, they pose for pictures. They so I knew that we were going to have a lot of celebrities coming by, and we had. That week before we closed, we had two of the biggest tennis players in the world stop by. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Stan Wawrinka and Gad Monfils. And they were also telling me, like, look, they're, gonna, they're thinking about canceling our tournament. Damn. So when they officially canceled the tournament, the tennis tournament, I closed the shop. So we had a conversation with the team, and I found ways to keep people afloat while all of this was happening. That was like right. my main goal. It was like, yeah. how can I make sure that you won't be out in the street? How can I make sure that you're gonna have food and shelter and the heat on? And so that was my main goal, and we've accomplished it. But luckily, I have part of my team that's digital that works mm-hmm. on the digital side with me: Photoshop, Illustrator, um, InDesign, uh, our website, our AR stuff. Our we have a bunch of different like computer digital things that we work on. Right. So yeah. they've been able to like kind of stay full, almost fully working, but it's not the same feeling. Right. 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 I feel like it's a, ultimately it's a, a decision. It's a tough decision to make. Um, my girlfriend had to do it with the beauty industry. Like she doesn't want to have clients come in. She works out of our house. So it's like, do we stop 
having clients come into the house. It was super early. Like you, it's a tough decision to make. Cause I mean, yeah, I mean, money stops, you know what I mean? For a lot of people in the wheelhouse stops. All right. So we're back now. Sorry. I just had Kai get rid of his AirPods cause for some reason, I don't know what was going on. We're just losing the connection. Just sounded so like muffled. This is a really bad AirPod commercial. It is a bad AirPod commercial. And I'm a champion for AirPods, bro. <laughs> um, all right. So you make this tough decision and, and so now you're working from home. Luckily you have the digital side of things. So have you been working a lot more? And when you say digital, could you kind of like go into like kind of the projects you've been working on as of quarantined time? You know what I mean? Like what, what have been some of the stuff you've been so, focusing on? Luckily I was already, um, right before all of this happened, I was taking a little change in direction. Um, after Art Basel, 2019, I decided that I don't want to work as tirelessly, I guess that's the right way to say it. Like, you know me pretty well. Like I'm never not working. Like I'm always on one project to the next project bouncing around. I'm like, right. And I'm always burnt out. I'm always on the plane. I'm always like, I have a house. I don't spend enough time. Like there's a joke, like a bunch of my friends have. It's like, why do you have a house? You're never home. Um, just always at the shop or in a hotel yeah shop hotel or on a wall somewhere like so i kind of went on my first little vacation and it was my first vacation ever my entire life where where'd you go secret location (laughs) but in the states or you left the country not far out really far away oh really I went to a place that there's no internet, there's no cell phone service, there's no electricity, there's nothing. It's just a few people, a barbecue, some fish, some vegetables, and that's, that's it. fire. Um, and the whole concept of it was to get away from everything. Mm. It was to kind of clear my mind because for the last 11 years, it's been nonstop. Right. No, that's, did the, did the reset change your perspective on on your day-to-day grind? So it actually made me super paranoid Hmm. because it it made me realize that when I first started, I was a singular thing. And as I grew, I started involving more people and built a huge team. Right. And when I was away, I started to think like, like, why do I need to work so hard? Like, why am I going so hard? It's part of it is, ambition like I want to be the best artist in the world I want to be the greatest artist that ever lived and secondly it was like well he's counting on this paycheck and they're, they're counting on this money to pay the rent and they, they need this to do this oh the mortgage and oh the this and oh the that and rent and food and and I was like okay well if all that stresses me out let's find a way to scale back mm. and it's hard to scale back because I'm ambitious. So it's like trying to find that fine line of having enough people around you, surrounding you and motivating you and pushing you forward. And then there's the other side where you have so much going on that it's a dead weight and you can't really do what you want to do. Right. So I came back from the vacation. I turned on my phone and I had like 180 different text messages, 300 WhatsApps, I had 99 emails, no, 999 emails. Like it was like nine, 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 like, uh, um, and I was just like, it's crazy to like get off a plane and bum rushed with so much stuff. Right. 
And I made a decision that I was going to do less in quantity and more, less in quantity and take my time and do three or four huge projects. Right. Um, where I like from start to finish, everything is really like tailored and like looked after and thought through and built out and concepts and kind of like when you go to the theater, I wanted to build, I decided I'm going to build art shows, like the way people go to the movie theater, the way people go to, um, to like a show. Right. I want to build like a real art show. Damn. So I started doing that in January and then I started hearing of Corona and <laughs> you're like, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, fuck my concept might not work for a little bit, but this is great. This gives me the time to work on what the new style is going to look like, what the new vibe of these shows is going to be like. Um, if I'm going to study because to continue to make art and to continue to be creative, you need to take time to do research and to relight a spark. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that until recently. Like, I always hear people like, oh, why didn't you release an album? Like, when you hear about like Kanye's first album, and then you hear Kanye's second and third, you're like, why did it take so long to go from your first to your third, and, or first to second to third, and, or Justin Bieber, or Rihanna, or all of you? Like, yeah. Because you're lacking, um, you're lacking experiences outside of music or outside of art or outside of directing or outside to put in to your work. Right. All your experiences are based on what you're working on. I love that. So how can you have a new way of working and new style and new, new outlook on things if the only thing you're doing is working at the old stuff mm-hmm. and constantly working on the old stuff? Is it, is it for you, Kick, it's like kicking a habit, right? Like we get into the habit, the habits form for multiple reasons. For you, it's the love of making art. Mm-hmm. Um, you also want to be able to push the boundaries of the art that you're making. You also have a team to support, which weighs on your conscious. Um, but there is ways I think, and, and you're discovering them, but it's hard to kick that habit of the adrenaline and the, and the being a junkie of like constant grind to find an alternative way that can still complete the same goal. You just might not have the crazier output that you used to have, but the whole team could still find a way to be supported through this. Um, obviously, we'd be able to see if it's working in real time with if the coronavirus wasn't here. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but, but that being said, the coronavirus can help me out. Because yeah. it, when you have a team, you have two jobs. You have the job of you need to be the leader, you need to create, you need to come up with new ideas, you need to um, come up with new concepts, new, new designs, new ideas, all of that. Then you have the second job, which is you need to literally, are they clocked in? Are they doing their work? What are they working on? And when you do all of that, when you're like constantly behind everyone, you're not really, you don't have enough time in the day to go back to being creative. Right. Yeah. So, this I'm looking, this is me looking at the bright side of things because I think that's the only way to get through these kind of times is I found the bright side. I found that, Hey, I'm going to take the time. I'm going to be a little bit more creative. I'm going to find the time to do research on new materials, do research on new styles of work 
and I'm really going to push my boundaries now that I don't have to be constantly worrying about what is he doing today? Is he really doing his job? Is he, did he really get there at 9 a.m.? Did he leave at 5? Did he, is he on the phone? And like, there's so many people that I have to like keep like manage or take care of. Right. That sometimes you don't have enough time to like sit down and sketch, sit down and draw, sit down. And... So, yeah, I didn't realize that because you part of your job when you have a big team is making sure your team has something to do. Right. That's on you. Yeah. And since you're the boss, you got to make sure everyone has something to do. So this is the opposite. This is like, you're at home, people who can work from home, here's an email list of things that you can do for me today. Get it done. Shoot me updates whenever you get a chance. I cannot police you. Like I physically cannot be in your house making sure you're working. Right. I can't be in your house making sure you're not like walking around in your underwear watching TV and you know, right. I mean, just trust. It's like, I trust you and I know how my team is and I know that when they're designing, let's say they're designing packaging for our next release, I know that it's going to take six hours, seven hours. It shouldn't take three days. If it takes right. three days, there's a comp like we have to have a conversation about it. Um, but it's also understanding that people are at home and they're not motivated. Right. Yeah. Like, how many people are motivated to like, you wake up your office or your, wherever you're working is, five feet, 10 feet, one room away. Like you don't have to get in the car. Getting in the car, going to work is annoying, but it also creates a mindset like when work. Yeah. Um, it's like a mental shift for you to understand yeah. like, all right, cool. I'm clocking in mentally. I'm clocking in. I'm physically there. I have something to own up to when I get there. Yeah. And it's not anything wrong with that because I think that the guys that work with me are really happy when they clock in. But it is a mental shift for them. It's not like, hey, I can go to the market or hey, I, let me check on my DMV paperwork or let me see what's happening on the news. Or right. There's no distractions at work. It's like we work, we're creative, we have fun, we bounce ideas off each other. It's not like, hey, I didn't do the dishes last night. They're right. I feel away. Let me just do them real quick. Yeah. That's so, true. Damn, that's such an interesting parallax of like, balancing that and then having to make the shift here. But I think that there's something to show, especially when there's a team and when you're trying to re-envision your future and come up with a new plan, that's going to make you more sane and enjoy yourself a little bit more, especially after this vacation. It's like this kind of will show the people that are going to go above and beyond to find a way to make it work to, for the team. And I think that's yeah. applicable for everybody. Yeah, I think it is. And I think that I'm lucky I have an amazing team and the first three or four days, it was like weird. It's like, how do we do this? And yeah. then I started asking friends around and I know a lot of studios that completely shut down. They're like I sent everyone home. No one's working. There's no pay. There's no nothing. Or other people are like, I sent everyone home. I'm giving them like a fraction of what they usually make so that they can buy food, but there's no work. There's no money. And I'm lucky I had a team that first understood like I'm trying to help them. And I'm right. gonna help them do these tough times. And secondly, you gotta let me find my footing in this really weird time. And they gave me a few days. And at first, we didn't know how to do it. We didn't know the routine. We didn't know 
how to like communicate with each other. You didn't know. And um, someone recommended like, you should do morning meeting. And I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to do a meeting with people? Right. <laughs> no, one's, no one's near each other. And um, someone's like, you should use Zoom. So I got Zoom and then I told the, the team about Zoom and they're like, but is it, it's not free. I'm like, it is free for, for the first 40 minutes. Right. I'll resend it. If we go longer, then we'll go longer. And, and we have a good routine. Like every morning we get up, I let everyone do their own thing. Usually we used to start at nine in the studio, in the physical studio. I'm saying, hey guys, start at 10. Right. Because um, I know being at home, you're up later now. Like you, you get in these weird habits because you're home for so long. Yeah. And you're like, three o'clock in the morning? Oh, that's still early. Like, right. I don't have to get up and go to work. And then you wake up and say, like, fuck, I gotta go. I still yeah. have to work. So we do like a 10 a.m. Zoom meeting. And instead of how it was in the studio where we were doing meetings and working at the same time, like we'd sit and like kind of be working on it at the same time. We really do a meeting with no one working or just talking. It's just, this is my concept. This is my idea. Oh, I can help you like this, like this. Oh, another guy I say, how about I jump on on this side? And you take care of this. And we really strategize what each other's going to do so that we don't have to talk again for a few hours because now right. everyone's working on their piece of the puzzle. Right. And then we have a, like a second Zoom meeting or we talk one-on-one with, let's say, Matthew, someone I work really close with all the time. Me and Matthew are designing something. We decided in the, the group meeting that Matthew's gonna help me convert it into vectors. So, and Ray said, I'm gonna work on the AR stuff that we're working on. Awesome. Right. Break up. But now Matthew needs my input on the, on the Illustrator vector file. So he'll call me one on one and say, Look, I've gotten this far. Do you like this? Do you not like this? Oh, let's change this. Let's change that. But Ray's still working on the AR by himself. So. So you're constantly balancing like multiple people's schedules, even. It, yeah. that, that's really the power of efficiency. But I think what you're what you're describing is some good methods for group team group building and for ways to like kind of get through this time immediately. Obviously, I'm assuming you're going to continue to tweak and better your process and find new ways to make it even easier, you know? Yeah, we also started um, a Dropbox, like a group Dropbox. Like everyone has a login and password. Yeah. And it's the free one. It's the individual one. That's the two terabyte two terabytes, the free one. And we made an email up and we made a password up and I gave it to everyone. And I said, like, everyone log into it on their computer. Right. Like it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I'm like, let's try. If it doesn't work, I'll, I'll pay. Right. right, right. Yeah. Everyone can log into it. And we upload, we're constantly uploading files or uploading video or uploading um, pictures of what we're working on. And the way the Dropbox works is I don't know if this was a setting that someone fixed on my team or it just happened to be it, the most recently uploaded files show up on the first page. Got it. So, so, so we have a group text and it's like, Oh, I just uploaded the image of what I'm working on. And then everyone on, everyone on the whole team can see it because it's on this Dropbox. Yeah, that's fire. So I have that, I have a tab that's open all day and I just refresh it like every 45 hour, hour and a half to see what everyone's working on. That's good. That That's cool that you've, 
Yeah, I feel like that's a solid system to start with, and and then that can build out your productivity. But I also still see right now just you what you're describing, and you having to micromanage and make sure you're multitasking. Like we deal with it here at the podcast. There's always things that we're trying to juggle, and there's so many things that you have your hands in the in the on the project, yeah. and you have to be really hands on and be able to communicate all the time, and it becomes distracting. Like if you really just wanted to sit down and sketch, and then all of a sudden you're ping, and you see your Dropbox folder has some new shit, and then a phone call comes in from the, from the homie and he's asking you questions, but there's so much shit that can pull you and distract you away from that. It's so tough. So, but now imagine I've cut off half the distractions. Now I just have like the Dropbox folder, the zoom calls and the cell phone before I had the Dropbox folder, the face to face conversations, the cell phone, the tools, the people, people stopping at the studio, celebrities, and now there's hundreds of projects that I was working on that have been paused. Right. So now we're really, I get to like sit down and I get to sketch and I get to design and I get to um, just like brainstorm and kind of say, okay, if we're going to, we were planning to do a show in September, well, is September still going to be a good time? Is it not going to be a good time? Right. Do we still build out the show as if September is good? And if it has to be postponed, do we postpone it? Or do we, dead the show come up with a new concept that's more of a summer concept not an autumn concept and mm-hmm. it's just constantly thinking and building and thinking and building and then there's ideas that come directly from covid like i, I don't know if you saw my post a couple of days ago i loved it about the heroes yeah i loved it i posted on my thing my story so when i did it when at first i was working on it everyone on my team was like yo that's genius how'd you come up with it i'm like literally the news is playing all day and the only people that seem to be doing anything are these people. Right. I left a couple of people out and I'm sorry I left out the farmers and <laughs> delivery drivers and right. um, a couple of people, but I was really trying to focus on the people who are most likely going to get like get COVID from face to face, face to face contact with people. Right. Like the market people are like, it's huge. Like every day they're in there, they're working, they're, they're being exposed to thousands and thousands of people when they could be at home, like the rest of us. It's but insane, not. man. I know. And they get paid minimum wage. And, like, and every other time period in life, we're like, oh, you work at a market? Like that's like your first job when you're 16. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go work at the market. Minimum wage. Those people are literally the only people that are there working and trying to make, you know, like they're keeping all of us comfortable and fed. <sighs> janitors yeah. too. Like everyone always looks down upon like being a janitor and like cleaning and what without them, it'd be a million times worse. Right. They're, they're cleaning. They're there making sure everything's um, disinfected. Everything's done the right way. And then of course, like doctors are like really stepping up, working crazy shifts um, nurses are the nurses I, f- I feel the most for is because they know their chances of getting sick is exponentially higher than everyone else mm-hmm. because doctors see a patient for what 20 seconds, 30 right. seconds a minute but the nurse is constantly handling, checking blood pressure, this, that, monitoring they're really in contact with them 24-7 no, I love the piece man because it- Obviously, it's a representation of the the frontline people. I, um, that's crazy if people are giving you backlash for for, yeah, for that's, United. That's part of it. There's always 
There's but, always someone talking shit. But like, it means but, I think it's powerful, bro. It's like, and, and that's crazy that obviously we we don't think about these people every day. You know what I mean? And this is yeah. forcing us to point a spotlight on those people. Yeah, and I've decided to try and help these people and try and help everyone out. I've decided I'm going to make a print of that image and donate 100% of the proceeds. Hell yeah. To a charity. That's sick. Um, I'm not sure which charity I've been doing research and trying to find which one I want to really connect to and be a part of. Right. But I think I want to go with something that gives PPE to nurses. Dope. Yeah, that's a PPE, right? Yeah, protect, protect personal protective equipment. The gear. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to do. We're just trying to find the right charity. But that's the idea is to using my prints out in a minute, 50 seconds, like crazy. Right. So I said, why not let's why not do one and give everything away to help these people who are really fighting for me? Like they're fighting for me to go have a city to go back to the world right. to like, enjoy. I love that. So that's the goal. Hopefully. When do you do you know when you're gonna drop that? So we're trying to figure out all the logistics because like everyone knows everything's shut down and closed. Right. But hopefully like within the next seven days. Cool. All and right, it's well, kind of a surprise drop because as I find information out, I, I wanted to put it out yesterday and right, I want right. to put it out today and I want to put it out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But every day, like I, every time I tackle one obstacle, something else comes up. Yeah. So, but that was like a project that came directly from dealing with the situations, a project that I didn't have on the radar. I didn't know I was going to do it because everyone's going through this. I said, why not add, add something for everyone to work on in my team but also find a way to help everyone through all yeah no i love that man that's honorable i i'm excited everyone make sure you follow kai on on instagram and and pay attention for when you make that little you know announcement that's out there because yeah scoop this shit up and it's a cool way for people to get it finally get a piece of art and hang it up and and they know that they're helping helping yeah absolutely what's going on um, bro, I don't want to keep you too long. And also I didn't, even, I'm, I'm sporting your fucking hoodie. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people ask me about this shit all the time. Like every, all the time, like, yo, you have paint on your hoodie. And I describe it to him like, Oh, that's really cool. I'm like, yeah, man, this shit's my favorite thing. Uh, all right. Last question. Yeah. Outside of work, what are some of the things you're doing to kill time at home? Anything you could recommend to somebody out, out there listening? So there's a lot of, Luckily, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I've been studying a lot, so I've been doing a lot of, like, this is what I've been telling everyone, all my friends, everyone. I tell everyone, learn something new. Mm. This is a perfect time to learn something. And the difference between what we have today and what happened during the Spanish flu, we have this tool called the internet, and it can teach you anything you want in the entire world. Facts. And I'm sure someone listening or whoever's listening You've always wanted to learn how to do something. Something as simple as cook your favorite dish or a lang- learn a new language or read a different language or fix a car or change right. a tire or give yourself a goal to learn something new every day. Even if it's a workout regimen, let me learn how to do squats or let me learn how to do lunges or let me learn, I want bigger shoulders. Let me find a workout that works with my shoulders. Right. Just take an hour or two a day and put it aside and learn something. Because you're going to get tired of watching TV and you're going to get tired of watching Netflix and scrolling through YouTube. And we're used to content coming so quick. Content has been paused, guys. <laughs> yeah, it has. We're at 10% of content creation that we're used to right now. Yeah, Studios man. are closed. 
everything's closed, TV, every, like no one's showing anything new. There will be a time when there's nothing new to watch. Right. Yeah. I love so, it. So take the time to learn something. Take the time to give yourself knowledge in a field that you were always dreaming of working in. And if you had a job that you hated and you're like, I wish I could be a tattooer. Great. Right. This is a perfect time for you to really dive into what it takes to be a tattooer or, Hey, I've always wanted to be a singer. Great. Right. Take vocal classes through YouTube. Mm. Hey, I've always wanted to become a painter. Great. Get some painting supplies. You can get them at Home Depot. You can get painting supplies anywhere. People are always like, well, how can I get these things? Like, there's always an alternative. And luckily, everything is not fully shut down. We still have certain stores that are open. Fine. You can find when there's a will, there's a way. So yeah. take the time to learn something. Take the time to expand your horizons. I've been personally learning how to like digest like heavy duty books. Cause I always hear about all these, like, like you hear Bill Gates reads like PhD theses and all that. And I'm like, okay, wow. how, yeah, how does that right. work? Right. So I've been every like day I, te- I take, like, I don't even take two hours, but I take like 15 minutes and I try and read a paragraph and I try and understand it. Mm. And I'm like, why don't I understand this? Well, I don't understand this cause I don't understand what this thesis is based on. So now I gotta go backwards. Right. It's based on quantum physics. Now I gotta understand quantum physics and oh quantum physics is based on blah 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 i gotta learn that so right. i'm learning to learn <laughs> i love it weird to say <laughs> <laughs> no i love that bro yo i love it i think people there's a lot of things people learn from this episode and the way you guys are adjusting your team is is honorable and obviously something that a lot of people have to consider so i appreciate you getting on here and sharing that information with us dude anytime man and let me know if you want to do it again Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make sure uh, we'll, we'll figure out this audio shit next time. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. I'll put links to your shit in the uh, description. Everyone make sure to check out that drop. Anything else you want to leave the people? Yeah, just don't worry. We're going to get through it. We've gotten through crazy times. We're going to get through these times. Just be grateful and thankful that you're safe and healthy right now. And thank the people who are letting you be this comfortable. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, dog. Thank you, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later. That's it for Kai. Thank you, Kai, for coming on the podcast, bro. You're a fucking a G. Your art is unreal. Everyone throw him a follow as well. Links are in the description below. If you guys are enjoying these podcast episodes so far, the quarantine and chill section, uh, you know, we're really interested to hear about that. Hop on YouTube, go to this video, try, try to find the video on YouTube. If you're not, if you're just an audio only person, shout out to you. Um, and let us know in the comment section, like just drop a comment, let us know what you love, any of your takeaways that you're getting from these episodes. We hope that you find them really educational. Uh, and thank you for listening again. Lastly, let's get to Jordan's episode right now. All right, we live, man. How you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling Are you feeling great. good? Feeling healthy? Uh, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it's allergy it's, season. It's, it's been like, uh, damn, when did we do the podcast? Was that a, uh, over a year ago? Dude, it's been, that was, yeah, that was like right after I did, I think that was around this time last year, actually. That's insane. Because today is the anniversary of Nipsey's death. Right. And that was the same day we shot Kels' Hotel Diablo promos. Oh, really? And we shot those promos, or we shot, yeah, we shot those promos here, and then we shot the Chainsmoker video before that. So, yeah. Damn. That was, like, a while ago. 
What, what was that like when you guys were shooting the promo? So MGK you're shooting the promo for his album, like what, yeah. the cover art and all those videos, the series, like the, uh, like, it was just like the little promo videos that we did for the album. So it was like, you know, like the one where he's on the bed and like, like the vignettes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the little vignettes. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. What was that yeah. like when you guys heard about, uh, that whole day yeah. was surreal, man. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, just like it was you could feel like the city quiet they got really quiet you know like because we were actually shot up in like these apartments in downtown la and so like you could just feel the city and the energy it was just it was wild but you know we we had to keep going with what we had planned and later that night actually we ended up seeing a car accident so it was like it was a wild day yeah god damn yeah i remember we were um i think i was in between like had just got off tour. We were just got done traveling somewhere. So me, Lauren, Dave, and our, our editor, Nico, we went to the beach and we were like there and we like all fell asleep in the sand. And then I woke up and someone got the thing and it was like, yo, Nipsey Hussle just got killed. I'm like, what? That shit rattled the rattled everything in music. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, well, damn, starting off on something. (laughs) Shout out to Nipsey Hussle, man. That's crazy. But, uh, what okay so since then what have you been up to like i I think if we kind of catch you up right now like as far as like career-wise what you've been doing because at that point you had just directed the chain smokers music videos was it two yeah one video uh just one one music video for them you've done a lot of mgk stuff what what have you been up to since then uh so yeah since then i mean i I had two tours i went on with kells it was a u.s run and a europe run uh just finished touring for a good amount of time i, I don't know i Taking feel some like time I'm, off <laughs> yeah hanging up the cameras for a while right uh but i stopped that last september and then september to now was mainly just music videos and stuff like that with you know under wonder and stuff like that and um you know got to go to tokyo and shoot a video that was for this oh, really? group called new hope club yeah that's dope i went out there with uh, frank and we shot that and that was an experience i actually got to enjoy tokyo for a couple of days and then get to run around the city which That's was sick. amazing yeah how was it, it how was it direct you were directing that yeah how was it directing in somewhere like tokyo like working with a tokyo a crew from tokyo i'm, I'm imagining it's a little bit different like yeah it was they could speak like so the only americans were frank and i Frank mm-hmm. was the DP as well as, you know, like producing and the whole crew, yeah, was Japanese. So it was like they could speak English, but at the same time, there is there is a language barrier with like certain words and certain things like that. And right. so, yeah, you'd be like, you know, hey, we're going to move these lights. They would move all the lights, you know, or like <laughs> it, right. so it's like you really had to kind of like be like this this goes here and be a little bit more direct with like what you're saying. And yeah. It's like being descriptive. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And the band was British. So like, you know, they speak English, which was great. And then the extras that we had, um, the three girls were all Japanese and only one could really speak good English. And then our producer was actually our translator. Wow. So that's insane. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Shooting overseas is definitely a trip. Like, and having to like kind of adjust to the yeah. culture and the way they yeah. work, obviously, because you're on their turf. Yeah. That's no. And yeah. It, it was so that was a amazing experience. And then come back, done videos here and there, a bunch of edits, um, stuff for Andrew, stuff like that. So, Have yeah. you? So are you rep by Underwonder then? 
Is there? Yeah. Do they do that? That's like what they're doing is repping people because I know Andrew's mm-hmm. rep by them. You're rep by them. Frank, it, Frank's gonna get on the podcast eventually whenever this quarantine shit's over with, <laughs> which would be dope. So that dude's a legend. Um, but w- so signing with them, have you? Because I think in the last podcast, what we were talking about was you trying to venture out of mm-hmm. like this day to day lifestyle content with like being on tour yeah. and things like that, but to grow into the yeah. directing role. Um, yeah, you feel so like Frank, it's going well. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's definitely a different beast in terms of just like establishing myself you know and getting you got to get the labels trust you have to get the video commissioners trust and and once you start to do that things get you know better and better like i had an opportunity where i was the creative director and editor for the alesso video that andrew did oh right and i actually went to set and was able to get a relationship built with that commissioner. And then the next time a video came around, they knew who I was. And so they trusted that I was going to be able to pull it off, Right, which is great. So it's just, that's mainly been the thing right now is getting the trust and, and the, and, and having the connections to kind of get my foot in the door. Right. Yeah. And those stepping stones, like you putting in yeah. the work on different jobs, yeah. like those exactly. ultimately lead to the yeah. top. That's interesting. Is yeah. it, how, how is this like, you know, the quarantine shit affected you, I guess we talked off camera. You've been editing a lot. Yeah. Um, I got lucky with some edits at the beginning, but I just finished them up last week. And, uh, (laughs) so now it's just kind of, just kind of figuring it out. I, you know, I have an opportunity to potentially creative direct this brand new artist, which is dope. So I've been working on decks and treatments for her and stuff like that. And that's cool. Um, so, you know, that's a cool opportunity, but granted, you know, we're not actually shooting anything or doing anything right now. It's just the working steps. And then, you know, we've written treatments here and there. And I think, you know, labels don't really know what to do right now. <laughs> I know um, dude, and nobody crazy. really knows what to do right now. Cause you can't even get permits to shoot. So, right. Yeah. yeah so it's gotta be run and gun style and small mm-hmm. squads, I guess. I've, Cause I've had a couple of friends that have been going out and shooting and I'm like, who's, who's a lot, like making it okay to do it. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. it's, so, it's so, it's not black and white because the rules are just kind of like, please do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have to do this, but then no one knows what's what they're able to do. But a lot of freelancers, yeah. I feel like are going to, I mean, watch in the next like 15, 20 days, you know, right now it's the 31st of March. So they're going to, we got extended to what, the 30th? So yeah. extended to the 30th. People are going to start hurting from bread, bro. And if they're not supported for whatever reason, if yeah. you know, they're flying under the radar, or they didn't submit their taxes or mm-hmm. didn't have a job, a lot of the freelance industry is like going to be disrupted by this. And then I feel yeah. like they're going to go and challenge it and just be like, dude, I have to go make money. Like I'm going to go shoot yeah. this video real quick. No, like you literally like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it, it's going to hit that point where it's like, people are going to have to figure it out and adapt to kind of what can be done. Like if, you know, certain like rental houses aren't even open or certain locations you can't even rent. And, right. but, you know, like I have a buddy who they rent out their place and they're like trying to figure out, well, do we just do one section of the house or is it, oh, you damn. know, it's just like, it, it's so, yeah, it's, 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 it's affecting everyone across the board in our industry. You right. Know? It'd be interesting to hear from like Jacob Owens because he just bought all these rental properties for shoots. Yeah. And if it's halted, it's like, well, damn, <laughs> you know what I mean, that's a lot of money. You got to spend every month to keep that shit open. It's such a wild, what a weird dude. This is such, we're living in a movie right now, bro. It's so surreal. No, it is. I was thinking about that the other day. Like we're actually living in like 
history. Like, you know, this is something that we will talk about forever, Isn't you know, just from the fact of like, you know, Trump being president, the virus, like everything is like <laughs> so surreal. And like, I remember like, remember when Tom, they said Tom Hanks had it. It was just like, this is part of a freaking movie. Yeah, like, it's just, it, it's, it's weird. And it, I think a lot weird. of like stuff will come from this though, you know, in, How a, so? in, a, in a good way, creatively. Mm. I just yeah. feel like it's, it's going to force people to kind of expand their mind, you know, right? like whether it's, you know, finding stuff online or trying new things that you've never tried before. Um, well, it's interesting, too, because I feel like a lot of businesses are going to come out of this. Um, there's so many people that need to, like, completely shift the way they work. And mm-hmm. that's what we talked mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, so far with these interviews, it's like that's what a common thing has been. Like, how are you shifting the way you do your job? But I think mm-hmm. as they shift those will trickle even when we can go back to like interacting socially or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Like once we can all be together again, I still think that some of these elements are going to play into it. I've never seen and no, you know, it's obvious that people have never gone live on Instagram or any streaming platform ever Mm -hmm. until now like this, the way they're doing it. Like everybody's doing it. Um, There's concerts now. Like concerts, bro. It's insane. I saw, (laughs) do you, do you watch Tory Lanez? Uh, my favorite. Yeah, yeah he, his has been good, funny. Yeah. He, but he had like ninety thousand people in his in his stream mm-hmm. at one point, and he's promoting his record yeah. through through that. And it was like yeah. a low lift, didn't cost him shit. Yeah, except for his studio gear that he was using and tequila mm-hmm. that he was drinking. That was it, and he just boomed his record. Yeah. But what you so you did? You recently cut um, the new uh, Kygo music video. Yeah. Was that yeah, one yeah. of the more the like last projects that you had to cut? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, that got delivered last week and then put out, you know, last next last week as well. So yeah. Um, on your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, bro. Thank you. How did, how did it feel to have a quarantine birthday? Uh, not too bad, I guess, you know, it's just like, that's, I don't know. I'm just kind of used to being (laughs) indoors like that, that, that meme that's going around where it's like editors, in real life yeah nothing editors in quarantine it's like you know i'm very used to working right home and stuff like that but i definitely have like it's hit me to where i'm like i gotta get out of here (laughs) i know dude i feel that or just be like i miss the gym like i never thought i'd be that person but goddamn like my body aches from just sitting all day yeah it's so annoying i uh i so it's kygo uh taiga who else was on that song and zara larson is um she's a singer singer okay cool so how did like can we kind of dive into that project a bit like how did Mm -hmm. you get brought on to that was that under wonder uh no usually for my editing jobs it comes from all different productions and you know i get hit up through emails or you know dms or phone calls or you know it, it varies and with that one you know i got an email one day where it's like hey i just shot this project it was from the producer um and he was like i just had this project done it's you know he listed off who it was and xyz and kind of like the you know timetables and stuff like that and you know from there got on the phone talked to him and the director picked up the hard drive met with him in person and then started you know so So, it's like with that for you has it because you have a a, your editing choices are nuts and you always do like the illest shit editing by the way Thank you. <laughs> it's always sick so you're always pushing the limit for it but when people like that see your work mm-hmm. and, or are recommended to you are they kind of giving you free reign like yo 
we know what your style is. This is kind of what we're going for, but let's see what you do with it. Or uh, it's varied with every project. Yeah, I think the the funniest thing of it is like yeah they'll be like just do you just do you and then like they'll come back with all these crazy notes you know and it's like well you told me to do me you know so like it 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 is kind of funny but it's also i've i've grown to just understand like you know it's a collaboration at the end of the day obviously Mm -hmm. and i want to make sure that the director's happy and like everyone's you know happy with the product and then artists and you know label everybody um so yeah it's varied i mean this last project the reference ironically was i think i'm okay that they oh really yeah they're like that edit was sick like you know we knew you'd be it and but then then if you look at the kygo video it's definitely more clean cut cinematic oh (laughs) that was much fair um (laughs) not fart yeah gonna let it slide this time bud uh but no uh with this one it was more you know cinematic let the shots breathe stuff like that which is also fun too because it 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 forces me out of my comfort zone because i am more of a quick cut person but right and it kind of felt like um it kind of feels like like an editorial like fashion Mm -hmm. the way they shot it Mm -hmm. which i feel like if you try to make it kind of quit too quick it it throws it off yeah 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 it was definitely more of a yeah in that world of like fashion and, and more of a i guess not beauty but but kind of in that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah what 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 so what did you edit this on just premiere you edit on your yeah. laptop yeah nice so it can be done people when you get to yes. the top you can still keep cutting on your computer i've been beating yeah. the hell out of mine on this like i need i need a new computer but you know, know. stupid coronavirus <laughs> i know i'm like <laughs> do i i spill um like a apple juice or something that when we were in miami spilled apple juice all over my keyboard and it's been fucked since like the, the like i think i texted you earlier and it was just all one long word but it was like four words put together it, the, the space bar won't work and it's driving me fucking nuts driving yeah me nuts. i i don't so i have a monitor and then mm-hmm. i have like the the bluetooth uh keyboard and like stuff yeah mouse i can't think right, of right. what it's called um <laughs> But yeah, I usually do it like that. So it's like mentally, I'm like not even on a laptop. <laughs> right. It depends on what I'm doing. Also, yeah. like more of like the more like the projects that require more like VFX or like effect, you know, effects in general. I, I'll go over to, you know, Danny. Yeah. I'll go over to his house and he has like a brand new Mac that he let, lets me use and stuff like oh, that. Dope. So I kind of work out of there in Culver um and stuff like that so that's super helpful i make proxies there and do all sorts of you know high render right what's what's their house called it's like a creative collective right uh dojo house the dojo house right i met all those dudes when we were in miami yeah Um, that was dope those guys are really nice so yeah so when you're cutting this like how many revisions do you feel like you guys went back and forth is it is are you laying out the land of like here's all the space and or here's um, all the scenes and kind of piecing it together and then they're giving notes or what? How does the process work for you guys? Yeah, I've definitely learned with like edits to get as much information as I can in the beginning. So like if they have like certain <laughs> shots that they want to be time coded or if it fits, you know, like if it fits in a certain part or if don't use any of these or, you know, don't use it the roof or, you know, it's just like I try to get as much information as I possibly can. Uh, so that way when I go in and do the edit, the first round that I send, I usually always try to send to the director before we send to the label. Right, right, right. Um, so if we send to the label on like Tuesday, I try to get it to them on like Monday or Sunday. 
you know, so we have time to kind of perfect it how they want. And that bleeds into kind of like how many rough cuts there ends up being. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it it allows for a better product that everyone I think at the end of the day is happy with. And with this project in particular, you know, we got really lucky that after the first round, they only had two notes for the entire video. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, my streak, my streak's been high, but I've also had a couple that have yeah take going on 30. For, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my so God. I, I can't i can't say that like i'm knock it out of the park every time one hit but wonder. when you do yeah when you the tokyo one i had no notes on no notes no notes except hey. disney they were like signed to they're signed to virgin over in uk and then disney in america and disney was like can you just add one shot and i was like yes okay. disney I yeah can. sure Dragon um, yeah but other than that i mean it's always nice when you get that back and right <laughs> i know that's the illest feeling oh it feels great yeah so when you okay so like when you start an edit i'm curious what's like your beginning process for trying to get the vibe get you in a vibe to cut like is it just really listening to a song over and over again trying to find like a, a shot that you know is like a far way to start the edit like how what's your approach um i really just I, I typically just lay down like if you know it's a performance video or storyline i try to just build out the performance takes so i'll take all the performance takes line them up and then trim them all down and then i'll take storyline if they want it to be heavier on storyline i try to obviously in the actual timeline build the storyline in parts and then i find the best performance takes to kind of fill the gaps so it varies project to project um but i usually just jump right in yeah and get going because with new projects or edits you know it's it's fresh it's exciting and you know the longer the process goes the harder it is to obviously keep I doing agree. something no matter what it is right you know? uh Not and so down. the quicker i think you can get it done one it makes them happy and two it just i feel like makes for a better process right um, so, well, it yeah. makes it smoother too. And just, mm-hmm. I feel like it, when you linger on something for too long or you overanalyze it, you yeah. just start beating yourself up for no reason. Yeah. The worst, the, I mean, uh, the biggest thing is like when a project actually has like deadlines and dates where things are due, it's right. such a blessing because things that I've found where it's like if projects don't have deadlines or if you don't establish those, they drag it out. Right. Because they know yeah. they have time. You know, exactly. and, and they do nitpick things and, and pick it apart. And it, it can become a little frustrating for sure. Yeah, on both sides. So mm-hmm. what what are some of the things that you've been doing? I'm, I've been starting to ask everybody on this segment or whatever, quarantine and chill. Um, what is, uh, what's some ways that you've been like killing time outside of uh, work? Like what are some things that you've been doing? Do you have any books you've been reading or movies you've been watching? Like anything you could suggest to the peeps out there? Bored as well? uh, I've been catching up on my master classes. <laughs> Are you? Andrew's yeah. been doing masterclass too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Which ironic. ones are you watching? Uh, he, I watched the Spike Lee one. I've seen the Martin Scorsese one, the Ron Howard, David Lynch. Nice. Uh, yeah, I want to start. He he posted the Judd Apatow one the other day. I've been wanting to start that one as well. But what do you feel like you pulling? You're pulling away from having watched because masterclass for anyone who doesn't understand that it's like pretty affordable for yeah. I, think it I used mean, to be dude, more expensive. It, it's like 150 for the whole year or something like that. And you get every class. Like That's you could, insane. You could take 10 classes at once or courses or whatever you want to call them. And like, it's, 
it's really cool because a lot of the information that's given on there, you're not going to find anywhere else, mm -hmm. you know? Like for the Ron Howard one, he's literally teaching you how to block. Right. Like he's like out in the field, like showing you, okay, place this person here, place this here. All right, right. now make sure you like, so it's, it's pretty valuable in that to where, you know, I'm a visual person and I know you probably are too. Yeah. Everyone in this is, is, is very visual learner. And I've even been watching like, uh, like behind the scenes or like, you know, like the, the B roll takes that they have on set. Right. Like the other day I was just sitting there watching Wolf of Wall Street, whereas like behind the scenes, like BTS to, to show where it's you like, like how the camera yeah. flew over all the desks and yeah, everything. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's not the most exciting thing, but it's also like, if you're interested in that, then it is, you know, and yeah, hands I, down. I, I enjoy watching all that stuff because you definitely learn. You can, you can pull pieces from it and stuff like right. that. But so you're yeah. spending most of the time just focused on education. I feel like this just is just trying time, to man. learn. And then, you know, of course, finish up any tv series and stuff like that i've been watching dave <laughs> dude i think a new, mate, new episode like, comes out tonight that show is oh, fucking dialed it's so accurate too though right it's like it's like for <laughs> real accurate like you've hung around him right no but like really? just no i've never i've never actually met him oh damn i figured you guys would uh, at some point Kels would but have. i just feel like you and me in particular have had those experiences it that is. he has had <laughs> it's straight up exactly like that and shit yeah. but like and then also no like because i did i did that ea job with him forever ago mm -hmm. and we did like a bunch of comedy set. so me and him would edit a bunch and he is that person yeah in real life and it's like so yeah. funny to watch it but also just the fact that the dude uh gata is like his fucking mm -hmm. that's his real dj mm -hmm. and that they're not actors yeah. but they're actors in this yeah. and they're killing it. You know what I mean? Killing like, yeah, yeah, that's a great show. Everyone needs to check that out and support that shit. Cause it's, it's big time. Um, bro, yeah. I appreciate this. I know it's last minute and, uh, yeah. you're always thank down for the you. cause. So thank you. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to leave, uh, the people, obviously I'll put social links and shit in the, in the description. Uh, just everybody stay safe. Keep educating yourself and we'll get through this. That's facts. <laughs> Do you have a project, anything else dropping after, after the, after uh, this one? Not really. I might have a potential small scale shoot, but you know. Right. We'll see. All right. But, yeah. Cool. All right. Stay safe, homie. Appreciate yeah. you. Peace. That's it for another quarantine and chill episode. Two weeks in a row. We did it. Uh, I'm excited for next week. We got some great guests lined up. Um, thank you for listening. Subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Follow us on Instagram at Black Window Cream. Send us a screenshot if you're listening to this podcast episode. If you found it useful, drop a comment in the YouTube section per requested from your boy, Ben. Uh, I don't know. We, we're just kind of winging it and trying to make sure that we give you guys the best content we can during this epidemic or pandemic or whatever you call it now. Um, and hope you guys are staying healthy. Um, stay inside. Stay the fuck inside. Okay. Listen to the rules and uh, um, check on your neighbors. If you got an old neighbor or whatever, check on them and see if you can help them order some food or, or go grab groceries for them or whatever you can to uh, support them. Whatever the CDC and the government says, just follow that, I guess. All right. We love y'all. Stay safe. Uh, see you next week. You bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah.